Welcome to the first installment of And Then There Were Two. Um, I'm Kenny. I'm here with Seraphin today. Uh, yes, sir. We're calling it And Then There Were Two because it's literally just two of us this time. It's not <laughs> three million. Uh, we, we had a podcast. We had a podcast earlier on in the quarantine because, you know, it's quarantine. What else are you supposed to do? Exactly. I don't start a podcast. <laughs> but um, it, it lasted a solid three weeks and then it just kind of fell off. So, you know, and then there were two made a lot of sense because there was really two left. Um, <laughs> I'll go ahead and start by introducing myself. I'm Kenny. Um, I go to Bridgewater College. Uh, sports enthusiast, man. I'm just happy to actually get back to doing this podcast because I enjoyed it when we did it the first time. But, you know, it's kind of hard to do it with lots of people. You know, like, everybody, everybody has different schedules and, you know, just kind of working that out. But really happy to be back doing this again. Um, like I said, I go to Bridgewater College. I'm a comm major, professional writing minor and a coaching minor. So, you know, happy to be doing this podcast with my boy, Seraphim. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead and let you introduce yourself, bro. <laughs> I'm Seraphim Kibonge. Uh, a lot of people refer to me as SK. That's what I'm known as on Twitter as well. I go to a small school in South Carolina. It's called Coker University, um, biology major, uh, very big fan of sports. So I, I come on here and talk about it. And I am also happy to do continue this podcast as well. You know, we went on a little hiatus, uh, per se. <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people couldn't make it. So yeah, here we are. Yeah, man. And I'll say the one thing I enjoyed about actually, you know, sitting down and starting this podcast up is like, we all watch First Take and, you know, Speak for Yourself and, like, all these sports commentating shows, and they get paid to literally say blasphemous stuff. Like, <laughs> <laughs> some of the stuff that comes out of Skip Bayless's mouth is preposterous. So I was like, you know what? If he can do it, we can do it, too. Exactly. So, <laughs> exactly. You know but, um, yeah, pretty much the, uh, I don't want to say the guidelines, per se, but what we'll be talking about this podcast is kind of like just a mixture of stuff. So there's not really a set topic. It's kind of random. Mm-hmm. It'll be about anything that's kind of current. So whether that's um, drama in like the music world, which we're going to get to in a second, drama in the music world, drama in, you know, anything really, or anything that's current we'll talk about, but mm-hmm. we'll mainly kind of keep like a sports based. So, but for the most part, it's going to be random, so hang in there with us and just let us know. But uh, <laughs> first, we're gonna go, first thing we're going to go ahead and start talking about is uh, the, the um, well, like I said, there's drama in the music world, but it's been a little debacle because, of course, it's, we've been in quarantine for the past, or we're supposed to have been in quarantine for the past three months. People don't listen, so uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> there's that, there's that, but um supposed to have been in quarantine we're just kind of hitting the point where we're opening back up and if i can just that's i feel like that's a premature thing that we're doing really i feel like we should be opening back up as quick and as you know as aggressive as we're doing but that's mm-hmm. that's another topic yeah, for but, another um, day absolutely <laughs> <laughs> but yeah everything's opening back up people are kind of going outside more and that's not limited to celebrities celebrities are going outside as well um two celebrities that happen to be outside with each other, if you will, 
uh, <laughs> Tory Lanez and Megan Thee Stallion, and that's when I when I first heard that they were together, I was like, this is the most unlikely pairing that I've ever heard of in my life. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. <laughs> it, just, it just didn't make sense. Like from a rapper entertainer standpoint, yeah, sure, I could see that, but I'm not picking on anybody. I'm I'm a I'm not like six eight <laughs> myself, but this man is five three and Megan Thee Stallion is at least six one. So. <laughs> Yo, when I seen that, when I seen that scrolling down my timeline, <laughs> they had the memes about Tory Lanez being carried out by the cops. They had a little toddler being hung on his hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> when I tell you I was crying, I did not know he was 5'3", bro. Like, bro, I knew he <laughs> but was short. But... Imagine, imagine them standing next to each other. Like, ima- <laughs> exactly, bro. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Like, I got. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, like me and you, for example, I, I think you're like six feet even, right? Maybe. Yeah, five eleven. Yeah, five eleven. I'm like five ten. So we're we're average height. You know what I'm saying? We're we're not like giants. Like we we're not here dunking on who knows what. But by the same token, I could imagine being five three. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, 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 <laughs> I always think I have it bad now, trying to be a quarterback that's short. And, do you know what I'm saying? What you got to do, just being short, but <laughs> Jesus Christ, man, no athletic career whatsoever. <laughs> yo, it's yo. not going anywhere for him, but it, it is. I respect his little, um, his little quarantine. I forgot what it was called. The quarantine IG radio, quarantine radio. I have mad respect for him being on there because I tell you, that's I spent a lot of hours watching them replays, bro. I tell you. That. <laughs> Okay, oh, OG Demon Time was real. I swear to you. I swear <laughs> to you. Real. But um, he yeah, you just mentioned the quarantine radio. He actually had a really productive quarantine, if you will. I mean, he was heavily talked about. Bunch of viewers on his IG lives dropped the um, a EP, if you will, got out of his contract with his record label. So he's been doing really good this twenty twenty, contrary to what. 2020 has been for everybody else, but he's been mm-hmm. really good, you know. Um, until now, <laughs> <laughs> this man got caught up on gun charges with Meg the Stallion in a car. And allegedly, I, I say this because I nobody knows the facts, this is all speculation. But allegedly, there's a rumor that Tori was the oh, Meg got shot. But let me put that out there before I, before I even go into this. Meg got shot. That's very, very unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, me personally, being a conspiracy theorist, I think it was some. It's tied with Jay Prince because that man is a mob boss. <laughs> but, so I think it has something to do with that. But allegedly, Tory Lanez is the one that sh- shot Meg, so to speak. So, um, you know, that and that came out. That was kind of like a rumor. It wasn't really like a set in stone fact because mm-hmm. Tori and Meg haven't spoken on it. They haven't cleared cleared the air, which I, honestly, I, per- I don't think they ever will. To be honest, you know, it's kind of like it's their business, really. So I don't yeah. think they'll ever clear the air on that. But, um, that that is very true. I really want to know like what led up to the events of her getting shot in the foot. So originally, yeah. people had thought that it was um it was some random people that had came to like rob them or something like that, right? Right. But, you know, if you're trying to rob somebody, you know, how do you end up shooting them in the foot? Like, 
you know, just, just a whole bunch of things that just don't add up. So when the story came out today that it was actually Tory Lanez, allegedly, that it was actually Tory Lanez that shot her, I was like, you know, when you put two and two together with him being 5'3", her being six foot, and like, <laughs> you know, the only way he can aim is really the foot. Like, so if you think about it, if you think so about you it, caught, the story logical. <laughs> caught that little man syndrome <laughs> mid-ride. <laughs> they said they said he shot her while while he was she was leaving or something. I was like, damn, hey, sheesh, well, that's how bad I, it is. It, it makes sense though, because I mean, if you think about it. Meg got the, the hot girl thing going with her. That's kind of like the movement, which, I, listen, we can talk about that another day, but I, I she shouldn't even start at that. That just kind of oh killed God. the whole. But, but anyway, oh, my God. But anyway, she got the whole hot girl movement going. You saw how she did G-Eazy. Did that man, <laughs> did that man sigh. <laughs> Talking about he was on the timeline crying, bro. Like, depressed. So, I mean, that, that listen, she they could have been a thing, which – don't again don't ask me how that's possible. That could have been a thing. Meg was just like, no, nah, I'm not feeling it no more. Tori got little man syndrome popped off, but the strap in the car. Hey. One thing led to another. Hey, that sounds all- completely logical. That's the crazy thing. That sounds that I'm pretty sure that's exactly how it went down. Like I'm gonna need some concrete evidence to prove prove otherwise, cause you what you just said right there, I yes, guarantee man. you it's gonna be on police reports five months from now. Guarantee it. Listen, man. I, I pray that's not the truth. I pray it was something that was some random occurrence and Tori just had strapped time to defend both of them or mm-hmm. all three of them. I, I think it was three of them in the car, so all three of them. But, yeah, if not, then that's that's super tough. Yeah, Tori okay. Lanez is, is low-key on fire, man. He got some, he got some heat. He's going <laughs> to hold you. He does have some heat. 48 floors. This, it dropped, like, years ago. This is older, but 48 floors on Mansa, that bumps. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna lie to you. I have not listened to Tory Lanez. Not a fan whatsoever. Um, well, I'll, I'll get you hip. I'll get you hip. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have to link me to some Spotify stuff so I can finally listen to what he got going on. Because right now I just think of Tory Lanez. When I think Tory Lanez, I think Quarantine Radio. I think Short Man, and I think Shot Meg Thee Stallion, bro. And that's <laughs> that's just not a good combination when you think about it. There you go. Oh man, but yeah, I, I'll, I'll get you hip because um he's definitely got some some pretty good songs. But um, we'll go ahead and transition from um we'll we'll stay in the drama role of things. Um, Will and Jada, <laughs> now, that was because okay, so originally it was originally August Alcina had came out and you know made a claim that Will Smith had given him a blessing to you know go ahead and. As Jada would say, entangle with Jada, <laughs> Jada <Pinkett> Smith. <laughs> alleged, well, it's not a legend no more. It happened, but that was kind of like the thing that came out and like sparked this whole thing out. And then when August said that, Black Twitter just kind of grabbed it, ran with it, and the mm-hmm. memes were like, the memes were out of this world. Like you want to outlandish? Oh my god. <laughs> Some of the fun. That is one thing I will say, bro. No matter if it's true or not, Black Twitter is gonna let them jokes fly, and they're gonna be hilarious. Regardless, regardless. Oh my god, you you remember when uh, Young Dolph got shot, or was it was it Gotti? I, for, I forgot. But they shot fifty times at his van, and he Dolph. didn't get hit once. Yeah, bro, hundred. It was a hundred shots. He had a song on about it, bro. <laughs> 
and they he got shot 100 he could have died that night but black twitter does not care it doesn't matter who you are you will get clowned it's as simple as that as long as you don't die you will get clowned exactly bro but like to to talk about that too and this is like we'll we'll keep it moving but how do you shoot a hundred times in a van and not hit the guy? Like, <laughs> that's just at that point, you just gotta stop. The street life not for you, bro. I'm sorry. At, at you, all. You might need to go into, go into ministry because you're just not meant to kill. <laughs> <laughs> the street life is not for you. 100 times, bro. Imagine the people that hired them, them gunmen. Like, they gotta be sick as hell. Oh my God. And he's still out there rapping about it. Exactly. And like, I don't know much about guns. But I don't think that any regular weapon that is really can get a hold of could hold a hundred hundred shots. So that would mean he would have to empty the clip, reload maybe twice, <laughs> and shoot again. And he still didn't hit. Like, man, oh, yeah, I, I would have been distraught if I was him. I'm not gonna lie to you, man. <laughs> That's about like in Harlem Nights <laughs> when, they, <laughs> when they were shooting at Eddie Murphy. Couldn't hit. And then you had that one person shoot shooting a little pistol. <laughs> oh my bro, top three scenes of all time. I swear, I swear to you. That cracks me up every time, man. But, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, going back to uh, Jada Will Smith, that happened. And like I said, Black Twitter kind of ran with it. So um Jada Pickett or yeah, Jada Pickett Smith, she has this thing called Red Table Talk, and it's kind of like where you I guess you go and she kind of just supposed to be like a self-healing kind of talk that you have. Mm -hmm. It's really just her making somebody feel bad about something. (laughs) But (laughs) when it, when it happened, I guess the memes reached a point where it was kind of like, you know, she had to address it. So she was like, she's going to bring herself to the red table. And originally everybody was kind of like, well, how do you do that? If it's your show, how do you bring yourself (laughs) to your show? Like, we didn't know if she was going to talk to herself and then, like, edit herself. <laughs> Nobody knew it was going to happen, but when it dropped, it was her will. Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> you want to talk about top five most... Bro, Will looked hurt. Genuinely hurt. I was like, man, this he's going through it. <laughs> he was going through it. Like, his, it's face not throughout really... the, his face throughout the whole thing, man. It was just like they they show pictures like screenshots of how he was looking bad. I if I if I was in Will's situation, you know, I I really don't know how I'd respond. You know, I think of myself as like a calm man and everything like that. But right. if that had happened to me, you know, it's just like how do you how do you build that trust back with your wife after all that happened? You know, exactly. um, I seen but, somewhere that they were. What well, go ahead? No, no, go ahead. I seen somewhere that they were they had separated or something like that. And, you know, if they had separated, okay, I can see, you know, she got in a little untangle- entanglement while she was, um, <laughs> while, while they were separated. But, like, you know, you could just see on his face that he was hurt. And, like, this is not the first time that he's been hurt about something. Or it seemed like he's been hurt. I don't know what's going on inside of him. But, you know, he had a... Didn't what was it? Willow didn't Willow write a letter to Tupac to ask for him to come back into Jada's life so she could be happy? Something like that, bro. Man, like, I, honestly, from the jump, just hearing about like what Will Smith is a strong man for one because yes. 
Uh, listen, rest in peace to Tupac. And I mean, if that were to ever happen to me, like I met somebody and they were, you know, involved with somebody that had passed away, you know, I'm, I'm obviously going to be empathetic of what's going mm-hmm. on and, you know, I'll console you, but bro, you're not going to keep bringing this man up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we are together. No, nah, that's just uh, like I said. Will is a strong person because I it couldn't be me. Really <laughs> and when then I was like all the stories. That's all I could think of. Man, could not be me. Simple, exactly. And then like to make things even stranger, at that red table talk, he was like completely cool, content, and like laughing and happy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, like I said, it couldn't be me. But my only thought process to that, bro, is like Will had to be doing some dirt himself. Yeah, there's no other explanation for it. He's got to have something in his something in his bag, bro. Something he had to, he had to. And I I seen um I seen some stories about this white uh white celebrity. I forgot exactly what her name was. I'm pretty sure it's like Margot Margot or something like that. Um, Mar- Margot Robbie or something like that, right? Yeah, yes, it's around those. I'm not entirely sure, but I seen some rumors, and you know she was on a show and she had to. Was it the Jimmy Fallon show? I think she had to answer a question, and what she said was Will Smith. But I can't tell you what the question was. So it was like, you know, there might there might be something going on over there, or that that had happened already. However, yeah. you know, Will Smith side pieces know, you know, to not bring that into the public space. You know, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Because if August Alcina wouldn't have squealed, this nobody would have knew. Nope, they would have still been together, happy. I guess if they're happy with what they're doing, they would have been happy. Mm-hmm. But nobody would have knew. But yeah, like you said, Will got his side pieces in in better control, uh, for <laughs> the, like lack of better terms. But um, yeah, that that whole situation was interesting. It I was. Just, like, it was. Like I said, Will's a strong person. I would have been out twenty years ago, assuming he's still bringing up Tupac. I would have been gone. <laughs> hey, but listen, listen. You know, some people like open marriages, man. You know, you can't you can't judge every relationship the same. So if that's what they enjoy doing. You know, that's what they enjoy doing. But they are putting it out in the public space, so it's fair for us to critique as well. So, yeah. you know, it's a double-sided, double-edged sword at, at the end of the day. Right, right, right. And shit, with the open marriages and stuff, man. Open marriages, they sound cool until you see your shawty with somebody else. Then it's just like, <laughs> all right, this ain't that cool no more. <laughs> I'm not that's having not... fun no more. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Let's not do this. But, um... Yeah, we'll go ahead and transition uh, into the NFL world. Um, <clears throat> so, the training camp is supposed to start for the rookies within 48 hours. How that's going to happen in the middle of a global pandemic, I don't know. Don't ask me this. I, I'm hoping that it all works out because, like I said, I play football too, and I'm kind of hoping to get back on the field. But mm-hmm. football is just kind of one of those sports that's just like – it's nearly impossible to socially distance and, you know, play like that because you got to think about it. There's 53 on a, um, 52 or 53 on an NFL roster. Mm-hmm. So that's already 50 people, 50 people that shot socially distanced. Good luck with that all one sideline. And that's not, that's not even including coaches, which is going to be about an NFL coaching staff is way better than the college coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Like I know my, my coaching staff has, I think, at least – 10, 11 people. NFL coaching staff is probably like 20 to 25 deep, maybe 30. Mm-hmm. So you, that's, you know what I'm saying? You're already there and you've got trainers and stuff 
So you're at a, about a hundred and something right there. And then that's like not including, you know, owners, pers- GMs, personnel like that, that are just like kind of important that have to be there. Yep. So it's kind of like, that's really hard to do. Whereas like basketball, it's a 12 man roster. And you know what I'm saying? You're, you're working with maybe 30 people, 40 people tops. And like yep. not all 40, not all 40 have to be in the arena at the same time. So, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's kind of like, it's interesting. We'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But I say that to say the, um, the Washington NFL team. We won't call them the Redskins anymore because that's not their name. <laughs> the, Washington, the Washington X. There you go. We're going to call them that. Washington to be determined. <laughs> <laughs> they, they've changed their name and they're, they, they got pressured, I guess, to the point of, well, not even pressured. They start messing with Dan Snyder's money. And once you mess with a man's money, it's just kind of like, all right, he's got to conform. Mm-hmm. That, that's where you got to hit him. Because they've been pressing him about the re- name the Redskins since, like, 2011. That's so right, yes. Mm-hmm. This, this was nothing new. But, you know, Nike pulled off all this stuff off the website, and Dick Sporting yeah. Goods followed, and, you know, other other sites followed suit. So they stopped selling Redskins stuff, mm-hmm. you know, pretty much until they changed the name. So they decided maybe, like, a week ago that they're going to change the name. They're going to start fresh, scrap it. Mm-hmm. So the public we're waiting on a new name and stuff like that you know kind of trying to see where it's going to go and then last night when i tell you twitter exploded oh my god like it it was crazy it was crazy to see because um the nfl team actually faced sexual harassment claims from 15 women um Hello? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you now. What happened? My, my mom called. My fault. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it all just right, kind of so, stopped. But, um, all right. Like, I, I, okay, you go ahead then. Oh, uh, no, I was saying, like, did you, were you talking or? I was, I was. I thought you had, like, completely shut off, though. Oh, uh, yeah, no, right. I, I can't hear you. But, um, <clears throat> like I was saying, Twitter exploded. And, like, we're all waiting for the name to be released and stuff like that. But, um, it, it all started with, like, the, one of the most, I guess, not really prominent, but one of the longtime uh, broadcasters that have worked for the Redskins, or excuse me, Washington, the Washington NFL team, one of the longtime broadcasters that have worked for them had suddenly just retired out of the blue. And like a lot of um, minority investors and investors period were just kind of like trying to sell their, uh, their shares of the team and get out. And what's, why is this happening? Like, where, yeah. why are they all trying to distance themselves super quickly? Come to find out, the Washington Post is getting ready or gearing up to drop a, um, an article that has been dropped now. But yeah. Mm-hmm. An, an article addressing 15 sexual assault cases within um, Dan Snyder's, like, mm-hmm. ring of friends. And I don't think there's any, like, with him himself, but mm-hmm. it's all kind of within his ring and just... It, it, it's bad. Like I said, there's sexual assault cases. There's alleged him paying the refs off and stuff like that. There's mm-hmm. uh, wild drug infested sex parties. It, it, it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. It's very, very, <laughs> very bad. Mm-hmm. And but, uh, a lot of the minority owners are actually upset with uh, Dan Snyder. They didn't like him in the first place. You know, the mi- minority owners. 
But now they might just force him to completely sell the team after this came out. Because, again, like you said, you know, you can deal with somebody, but when he starts messing with your money, so you got to cut him off. Exactly. So this gives me a lot of, like, Carolina Panthers vibes when it was – um. Oh, man. <laughs> Talk I about for... two poverty franchises. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I forgot what – I don't know why I completely forgot his name, but the owner of the – the former owner of the Carolina Panthers. Um, Jerry, Jerry Richardson. Jerry Richardson, yeah. He had – there was an article that released on him. I think it was from the Charlotte Observer. And they had released basically showing, like, the amount of sexual harassment that was going on. I, he had a certain – every Friday, it was like – Blue Jean Friday. It's Blue Jean Friday, yeah. One of the wildest <laughs> things that I've ever heard in my life. Blue Jean Friday, where every every woman in the um, organization was expected to wear blue jeans, wear tight blue jeans, right? And yeah. what, could he, would, he, would he just walk around and just, like, slap them on the ass or something like that? It was something like that, or he'd like admired and not like yeah, also not on some side eye. I'm walking by, I see you in a grocery store. No, he'd go up to you and like let you know, and, yo, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> like, and so, yeah, this this Dan Snyder situation gives me a lot of those same type of vibes. However, this one seems to be a little bit worse. Um, but it's not the only the only th- difference is that this is not attached to him directly, like the the owner directly. But he had to have known that some of this was going on behind the scenes. Even if he just knew 10% of what was going on with these harassment claims, it, they, mm. they, they quoted these from 2006 to 2019. So this has been going on for a long time. He had to have even just 10%. He got to be out of there. It's as simple as that. He should be in jail, a matter of fact. But, you know, he has a lot of money, so that won't happen. But Whew. reading through this, you know, I saw... Somebody had posted a screen recording in one of the, the Twitter threads. I had to pause, you know, scroll through very slowly so I could read everything that was going on. And it's just insane, really. Like, it Man, like I said, it, it's it's bad. And like you said, he should be forced to sell the team more than likely. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this isn't Donald Sterling in the NBA where Adam Silver, you know, actually does what's right. This is Roger Goodell we're talking about. So it's kind of like, and I, I feel like Roger Goodell, I'm not going to say he has a good heart, but I feel like a lot of these decisions that are being made as far as like social issues, I feel like he would want to do the right thing and, you know, knows what's right for a business sense. But a lot of these owners are old white guys. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these decisions when it comes to like, and this, this is tied back to Kaepernick being signed at all. Like it's no secret that as soon as they released, he should have been signed within like that off season to play mm-hmm. for somebody. Like you're not telling me that there are 32 quarterbacks sort of are starting in the league and you know 64 with your backups. Maybe there's three on a roster for some teams. You're not telling me there's 64 guys that are better than Colin Kaepernick. Granted, I'm not saying like he has to go start for like the New England Patriots to replace Tom Brady or something. But <laughs> you're telling me that somebody like Blaine Gabbert's better than Colin Kaepernick. Like, come on. Man. <laughs> and, and it's like, <clears throat> I think when it came to that, Roger Goodell would have liked to have Kaepernick sign because, like, you know, PR reasons. You know, nobody yeah. wants to be made out as the bad guy in the media because the media will swallow you and take control of you and just do what they mm-hmm. want. So nobody wants to be painted out as a bad guy. But I feel like a lot of these owners control a lot of these decisions. Oh, but, that, is, that is very true. Um, I think I read somewhere that they actually the commissioner in the NFL is actually just a mouthpiece for the owners. So yeah. he's he's not really 
you know, he gets the money from the owners too. So he just really just does what they say pretty much. Right. Yeah. Um, however, I'm not entirely sure that he would be on the side, you know, like you said, you're, you're, you, you're not for certain if he would be for these decisions that he's going for due to the owner's um, influence. But yeah. I'm not entirely sure that that's um, act- actually accurate because I feel like he would have came out and by now, if he was really truthfully um, devoted to these justices, as we could call it, then he would have came out by now and said that what he really felt about the entire situation. But, you know, that that's something that we're not entirely sure if he will come out and say that. So, right, right. And I mean, like, like you say, he's got he's gotten pressured into, you know, releasing statements and doing a lot of things that are somewhat progressive, but overdue as far mm-hmm. as, you know, what they should have been doing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a result of the times. But like you said, he is a mouthpiece to the owners. And, you know, as quick as they got Goodell up in there, they can get him out quick. <laughs> I, I, I exactly. do believe that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if – and I'm, I'm not saying this is what he wanted to do, but I feel like if he did want to be progressive on some of these issues, he was kind of stifled. Like he couldn't do it because, you know, the owners are – they pretty much control all, but I, th- I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah. But um, as far as far as Dan Snyder goes, he should be out of there. Hopefully, he's out of there. That was mm-hmm. it's just terrible. Like that's it's bad. He should be out of there. Um, and hopefully Washington. Well, not hopefully. Most likely, Washington will maybe start to be good in the near future. Because I I had always said uh, until Dan Snyder. And the same thing goes for the Cowboys. Until Dan Snyder and Jerry Jones don't own those teams anymore, those teams will not be worth a hill of beans. And I stand by that. I stand by that. And I, I agree with you completely. I think um, Washington is on the right path, though, because, you know, they hired Ron Rivera, a former uh, Carolina Panthers head coach. And although, you yeah. know, he's not necessarily the greatest X's and O's coach, he definitely is a guy that can build a strong culture around right. uh, a sports team. So I think just having him there, even if he doesn't win too many games, I think having him there and his presence there will definitely do a lot of benefit to the organization as they go through these uh these tough times, as I can say. Right. Like I said in the chat last night, Ron was my boy, and I hate it had to be him. I hate he had to get caught up in this because, like you said, he's not the greatest access to nose coach, but he's, he's a good person, mm-hmm. uh, according to – players and stuff like that. I don't know because I don't know the guy. But yeah. according to, according to players, he's a good person. So that that's truly unfortunate they had to get caught up in that. But hey, it is what it is. Hopefully yeah. Dan Snyder hopefully Dan Snyder's gone. But um we'll go ahead and transition to the last topic, the uh, NBA bubble. Um they they got to the bubble, what was it like maybe ten days ago or I I think it, it was somewhere around there. About a yeah, week ago. Something like that. They, they've been there for a while. They've quarantined. They tested and they, they test often and regular. But um, the bubble it, it looks interesting and rather like <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to say fun, but it looks like something that you could like definitely deal with. Like it's not horrible as opposed yeah. to like the. Oh, go ahead. It looks it looks like um, a lot of people have drawn a comparison to your first week of moving in in college on a college campus. Yeah. And with, with all the sure. videos that the players were posting on like IG Live and everything like that, it really did look like that. Because <laughs> it was very funny. Say, I'll say I personally enjoy this whole 
uh, IG Live, and there's a lot of players that do like vlogs on YouTube. So, like JaVale McGee is doing it. Mm-hmm. I think his name is like Matisse Thibule or uh, yeah, for for the 76ers. Right, yeah, yeah. They're doing mm-hmm. like vlogs and stuff, and like it's I like seeing it because like when you see that kind of thing, you always think NBA players are like these um egotistical alpha males that are just like superheroes and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Brother, regular people just like us. <laughs> <laughs> they're crying regular jokes and it's like a regular college locker room, bro. It's it's hilarious just seeing them. And it's like it's obviously like this more censored, held back version on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But it's just hilarious and it's just like it's refreshing to see it after being locked down and not having anything for so long. Mm-hmm. It's just it's refreshing to see that. But um the question I wanted to ask you is do you think it's gonna succeed or you know do um, you think they'll cancel and stop it eventually because of the I think, I think personally, I think that this is one of the the NBA bubble is just like it's so well thought out, honestly, because you know Everyone is required to test before they're allowed on on uh I, I want to say campus, but <laughs> before they're allowed on <laughs> no, Disney it's, World, it's, it's campus. It's campus. <laughs> it's definitely campus. If if you've been to Disney World Orlando, it's definitely a campus, to say the least. Okay. Those hotels and stuff. Like I I never stayed in a well I stayed in a hotel like once, but it was like a long long time ago. Mm-hmm. But um, if you've ever stayed in like a or been on a Disney property that's like not the park and it's like the hotel and everything they have bro it's a campus it's legitimate <laughs> campus <laughs> i got i gotta see it for myself one day but yeah huge, you know man. everyone is tested before they get on campus so they're not allowed to come into the bubble if they have the virus or if they test positive for the virus and i'm not entirely sure how many times they test a week um, i want to say it's like two but so they're going to make sure that nobody has the virus while they're inside the bubble and while you're inside the bubble you can really they have a whole bunch of social distancing guidelines. Um, I think they bring the food to your your rooms and everything like that. Even though a lot of NBA players have said that the food is not great there. Hey, you know, we've seen one player, uh, Richard Holmes of the Sacramento Kings, we've seen him try to go get some Postmates and lock himself thought, up in quarantine for 10 days. He thought it was sweet. <laughs> was it him that tweeted out, like, you can get Postmates and DeFi and stuff like that? No, it was Kelly Oubre who tweeted that out. And then I guess Richard Holmes is the one that tried it out. <laughs> <laughs> it happened and Oubre was just like, oh, my bad, never mind. Like, the sun's not even there. Yeah, they, they, like, it's incredible. <laughs> Why are you tweeting out, you can do Postmates? You're not even there, bro. But, but what? Why are they? T- why are they even listening to that? That's the better question. Like, what were, you, what were you thinking going outside the bubble and picking up food? That, <laughs> but anyways, anyways. So it's good to know that they have strict policies on that, right. and they have a little anonymous hotline that you can. <laughs> they call it a snitch hotline. <laughs> they call they called Dwight Howard not wearing his mask the other night. <laughs> that thing had me. <laughs> that thing had me weak. But see, there's a lot of policies and stuff in place to make sure that the the COVID-19 virus is able to be restricted, you know? It's not allowed right. to be inside the bubble. So I, I feel like this is one of the this is one of the smartest, like, sports organizations in the way that they conducted um, continuing sports post-quarantine uh, or post-COVID-19. So I feel like at the end of October, you know, we're going to have an, uh, a champion, you know, preferably the Lakers, maybe the Houston Rockets. I'm getting this fourth. <laughs> Ron getting his fourth, and the Houston Rockets are not even going to make it out the first round. Oh, well, well, hey. that, that, oh. Listen, that's, that's, that's for the next podcast we discuss, like, two minutes <laughs> But, boy, the Houston Rockets. 
are shoot. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. But as you said, anywho, um, do you feel like it's going to succeed? Because I I definitely do. Yeah, I personally do. I don't, from what I've seen, like, like I said, these are the vlogs and stuff like that, that are kind of giving us an inside scoop as far as like IG live, stuff like that. From what I've seen, like you said, they have a very, very well put together plan of like what to do in case somebody does catch coronavirus and like just preventing it before it even happens. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I feel like this will succeed. Um like you said, there's a better plan and I feel like a lot of the leagues can, you know, take note and maybe use this format that they're using, but you know, it's it's hard to do with team like our sports like baseball or football, which mm-hmm. is why you see that baseball and football are so unorganized in this thing are in this um you know trying to bring sports back they're so unorganized as opposed to the nba they have like set things that they do and like um i haven't seen much from the nhl but i think they're kind of like running the same sort of sort of deal that the nba is doing mm-hmm. where it's like often testing and you know you're on a, a campus so to speak mm-hmm. and you know it's mask everywhere and i think it's just like i think the smaller leagues are what more or they're better equipped to handle this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You, you know what? The, uh, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but you know what the crazy thing is about baseball? You know, what they, I think they are actually the the most, the sport that is well suited to be able to succeed in, in coronavirus because they, how, I, you can social distance while you're on the field, you know? Everybody think, is so spread out away from each other. You know, there's barely anybody coming in contact with each other. So it's astonishing to me to see that their sports league and their players can't come together to formulate an agreement. I think they did recently. I'm not entirely sure. Um, formulate an agreement that allows them to go back on the field. You're completely correct. Theoretically, baseball is the easiest sport in the social system because you do it anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, just look at leagues like the Korean Baseball League. They figured it out, and they've been running since since March. Yeah. They've been running since late March, and they've had a successful season. They're about to crown a champion soon, so – Baseball should have been the first thing back. And I said it way back when this happened in, like, April. Baseball, they, they fumbled the bag out of just – and, and it's, it's based on money reasons because mm-hmm. they they literally could have been the only sport that had the American eye held captive throughout this whole quarantine. Mm-hmm. And they fumbled the bag over guaranteed money, which I don't fault them. Get your money. But, man, if you want to draw back some interest in the sport, figure something out quick. Exactly, you know? mm-hmm. but like I said, their their whole debacle is over money. The NFL just doesn't know what they're doing, they're just... <laughs> and they still don't. <laughs> they still don't <laughs> take a wild guess. like I, I've seen Trey Boston tweet about these calls they're off, like the NFL PA, and like, bro, nobody has any answers. Like, <laughs> it's bad. It, it's bad. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think it'll succeed as far as the campus goes, and. It being like a college campus, the food definitely reflects that. Like I'll say, <laughs> the first like couple of days when they were talking about the food, it was terrible. But like it, it's progressively gotten a little bit better from the looks. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't say first thing because I'm not eating the food, but it it looks a lot better than it was on day one. Because day one mm-hmm. was bad. Yeah, and <laughs> that's they, that's not they, something you would expect from a multi billion dollar uh sport organization you know <laughs> right i think i seen on patrick beverly's story or something like that they just had a whole bunch of snacks laying around oh my what bro <laughs> this, this the snack count from when you first got in the room was crazy like mm-hmm. it was all sweets and junk and i was like are you forgetting that these are 
superhuman athletes that don't need this kind of stuff. Like, I know y'all got to I, I think the NBA had to deal with Gatorade or something. Get them, get them some Gatorade products, and <laughs> protein powders, and stuff, man. Don't, exactly. Don't be feeding them famous Amos cookies, like they don't need that. <laughs> they don't need that. <laughs> yeah, you are absolutely right, man. It was it was insane seeing that. I was like, this is the type of stuff I eat. <laughs> I'm saying like what this type this, that's the type of stuff that because obviously we go to smaller colleges we don't go to like Clemson and you know bigger places where you get what you want anyway mm-hmm. well, that that's another topic they're spoiled but we don't we don't go to those colleges that where you get what you want on demand you know what I'm saying we kind of got to fend for ourselves a lot mm-hmm. that was some stuff that I would eat if I was down bad in the second semester <laughs> and I was like you know what let me just go to Seven Eleven real quick and get something at twelve at night. Because exactly. I'm hungry and the cafeteria is closed, and I'm not trying to go to like the main city for McDonald's or something. Exactly. Was... <laughs> and these are multi-millionaires that they're giving it to. <laughs> you know? I, I tell you one thing, though. I guarantee you they didn't give LeBron that. I, no, I, no. I guarantee it. <laughs> no. I see. I seen Austin Rivers IG live, <laughs> and that thing was so funny. He was like, "You know, LeBron ain't staying with the rest of us." <laughs> he showed a picture of a building. He, he like recorded a building. He said he got his old building to himself. <laughs> I seen that, bro, and it's like it was jokes, but you know what? That's plausible though. But it really is it's very plausible. <laughs> that very well could be happening because, like, I seen the like I said, I was watching the Javale McGee vlogs about how it's going on and stuff. Bro, I seen LeBron on that vlog once, and that was when they were on the plane. He he's having full conversations on the vlog with like Kuz and uh, Danny Green, mm-hmm. Caruso. He's having like conversations with these players and stuff. Bro, LeBron is never on camera, <laughs> and I don't know if that's something that's just like you know LeBron's a private guy or whatever. But I, I think they're just I think they're hiding where he's staying. Because <laughs> they don't want it to get out that he's got like the biggest room on campus. He probably got a bigger room than Adam Silver for being real. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's interesting, man. I'm just happy the basketball is back in um 14 days. Yes, back I, in 14 days. So ooh, can't wait. I need I need it. I need it. I need it. I need to see the Houston Rockets small ball again, man. I just need to see it one more time. All right. Man, ooh. listen. Next podcast, we're talking about the Rockets. We're, we're talking about a whole bunch of stuff because I got a lot I want to say on the Rockets. I, I, I'll let you know. I'll give you a piece of my mind as well, man. <laughs> we'll, we'll run that back on the next podcast. But um, we'll go ahead and wrap it up here, man. We were at about a reasonable time. We're all going to be kind of wanted to. But mm-hmm. we're, at, we're at a reasonable time. Anything you want to say that's, you know, pardon words? Oh, man, I just wanted to say, man, it's been good doing this little podcast again. You know, I really miss coming on here and just giving my thoughts to anybody that wants to listen. So uh, I appreciate you for setting this setting this up, Kenny. And I'm glad and I'm, I can't wait to see, you know, where this takes us. You talking about me setting it up, man. I just found the app. You want to <laughs> group chat talking about some let's run it back. And I was like, I'm down for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All I did was find the app. But um, hey. yeah. I'm happy to be here too, and happy to be, you know, running this back. Hopefully, we can. Um, well, not hopefully. We we're gonna go ahead and get a set schedule of every week, or uh, maybe every three or four days. Mm-hmm. Honestly, whenever we get ready to drop, we'll drop. It just won't be. It won't be every like two weeks. You know what I'm saying? It won't be drawn out. Like we'll we'll keep it consistent for mm-hmm. sure. But um, yeah, we're back. 
we're here to stay this time. So, you know, buckle in, get ready for a listen, give us feedback for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I'm just I'm happy to be doing this. Yes, happy to be talk, talk, talking pure nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> pure nonsense for 30 minutes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Love it. But uh, like I said, we'll be back maybe, what's today, Thursday? Mm-hmm. Uh, d- depending on what transpires. If something crazy pops up, we'll be back probably Sunday, but um, probably back next Thursday, next Wednesday, something like yeah, that. Sounds reasonable to me. Yeah, we'll be back. But um, thank you guys for listening. Um, again, this has been and and then there were two, and uh, we're out, man. <laughs>